Hello again and welcome back to Thinking About It. I'm Bob McGregor. And I'm Stan Fowler. And Stan, we're thinking today, um, continuing in the the, the current uh, context that our continent seems to be in, as to how to think about leadership, political leadership. We're called to pray. Uh, but sometimes we don't know how to pray and we're okay with that. Scripture gives us some counsel. But we want to talk about this morning, um, how, how do we go about praying for government, especially when we're mad at them or, or we don't agree with them? And so how do, we, how do we pray with integrity for our government? Well, it's a big topic, but I, it, it's one that I've just become much more interested in over time. Um, I, think, I think when I was young, I, I really didn't give politics that much thought. The older I've become... The more I realize, politics is simply about the way we order our life together. Politics is not a swear word. And, and so the people who govern us are, are, are in a legitimate role. God has instituted such government. And Scripture encourages us to pray for them, especially First Timothy 2, I think of, where Paul says, pray for everybody, even for kings and those who rule us in order that we might be able to live a peaceful and quiet life. And then, it's interesting, he adds, uh, because God desires that all people be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. So, we want to be able to have freedom in peace, to be who God calls us to be, so that the gospel might go forward. So, it's important that we pray for those who govern us, that we might have that kind of atmosphere in our land. So the assumption is when there is peace and order in society, it's good for the gospel. The gospel thrives in those circumstances, as opposed to what some people say, trial and persecution are the seedbed of the gospel. Well, that can be true as well, of course, but, but it's, never, it's never right to persecute people for doing what is good. So if God yeah. uses persecution to advance the gospel... That's God in his sovereign providential will bringing good out of evil. Right. It's not the kind of thing we ought to seek. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, I, I have the feeling that sometimes believers are like that. It's like we draw a target on our chest and say, I'm a believer, persecute me. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's not what we should desire. Yeah. We should desire an atmosphere in which we do have freedom um, to, right. to proclaim the truth. But I, over time, I've recognized... Yeah, we are called to pray, but we often don't think about, well, what should I say more than God bless the queen and our prime minister and the premier and the mayor? Yeah. I mean, what specifically should we be asking yeah, I for? I do it because I have to, but we, and, but we don't really think about it, and we're thinking about it now. Right. So I'm, I'd suggest we, it would always be appropriate, especially in that very context in First Timothy 2, Paul reminds us it's God's desire that all people be saved. So we should pray that God would bring salvation to those who govern us. So they, they might have a greater sense of what their task is, a greater sense of their accountability to God, for example. Uh, so pray for them and, and for their families in that regard. But even if they aren't believers, I mean, we can still pray that God would give them a, 
a, a recognition that they are accountable to God to govern well, to govern in, in the direction of what is right and just, and pray that God may enable them to have a a clear and accurate sense of what, what is right and what is just is really all about, what, what that demands. And that's not simple, you know. We, we need to, to, I think, pray for that. And I, I'm increasingly praying, Lord, help, help those who govern us to have, to have a, a real ability to balance all the legitimate interests that they have to think about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This past year, I think we've, we've really been forced yeah. to think about that. There is, I think, a legitimate interest for public health and asking, well, what, what must happen in order to uh, protect people as much as we're able from the virus? But we not only have life, but livelihood to think about. Mm-hmm. We have to be concerned about mm-hmm. people who, who can't work. Um, I mean, many of us can be grateful that we get paid for doing the kind of job that we can do without having to go into a factory mm-hmm. or a meat processing plant every day. Um, so we have that interest. We have, um, we have all kinds of legitimate interests about the economy as a whole and, and general human welfare. And, and, and we have questions about rights and freedoms and, so and Stan, can they be limited? So we need to pray for wisdom. Yeah, if we want our, our premier, Doug Ford, for instance, to have wisdom, um, how particular do we pray? Do we just pray, Lord, wake him up tomorrow morning with some good ideas? Or do we uh, pray that he would gather around him uh, people who are wiser than himself and that he'd be humble enough to take it? I mean, how, how much do we tell God? Well, if it's a legitimate concern, then I take it, God is happy that we pray about that. And so surely we, we could pray, Lord, help the premier to, to have a good grasp of all the interests that he has to be concerned about. We can pray, help him, to, cause him to, to bring around him advisors who understand that as well and who can give him good advice. Maybe even, Lord, help, help him to understand which of the experts to listen to above others. That's, that's been one of the, one of the mm-hmm. significant debates in my circles mm-hmm. over the last year, and, and, and that is, all right, it appears that the group of experts about epidemiology and related matters that, that the authorities are listening to are, are those who say lockdowns are the way to go. Mm-hmm. But there are other epidemiologists yeah. and experts in the field who say, no, the better way to go would be special focus on the really vulnerable and otherwise trying to manage people in a common sense direction. So the experts don't all agree. And I don't think God has given us a word about which experts we have to listen to, but we can certainly pray that God will help those who make the governing decisions to somehow listen to the better experts. Did you see in the newspaper or, or the TV, the monitor at the bottom, whatever you call that kiosk thing, um, tell me I'm wrong, but 
our Prime Minister said that people who give misinformation about the coronavirus will be punished. And I'm just wondering, is he saying people who disagree with the counselors that we have approved um, are guilty of this and will be punished? I mean, that's that kind of makes it very tense, this whole environment, when it's not just a matter of choosing which side makes the most sense to you, but but to be punished for choosing the wrong counselors. Yes, indeed. That's I, I think that's a huge problem. I, I was just um, pontificating to my wife while watching TV news. She's a this, blessed this woman. She, she tends to listen, <laughs> and uh, for that I'm blessed. Um, about the this case you've no doubt heard about this week, the um, nurse in London who has been fired because she took part in some anti-lockdown mm-hmm. demonstrations. In the States. Yeah. Now, all the evidence indicates that she's done a perfectly good job as a nurse, cares for her patients, has, has in no way violated her pledge as a nurse. And I, I, said, to, I said to my wife, this is totally unjust. She, she should be free to express an opinion about a complex question mm-hmm. like the lockdowns. The experts do not agree. Why? And, and so one of the things I'm praying is, Lord, help those who govern us to really create a climate where we can have honest debate mm-hmm. about serious matters and not assume that someone who opposes a government mandate is therefore uh, into insurrection. All right. Do you think there ever comes a time when we pray against our government, not so much, Lord, give them wisdom, but Lord, uh, take them out. There's an election coming up, or even before, Lord, remove that person from office. I, we've had enough of this. Can we pray like an imprecatory prayer of some sort uh, against these people? I would say yes. I, I mean, I think of, I just sat down there the other day and went back over some of the Psalms in which David is asking the Lord to to deal viciously with evil rulers people who who have power and who do what is evil so now we obviously have to be concerned before i ask god to eliminate someone from office i i have to i have to feel reasonably sure that this person violates the kind of standards that god desires to be in place mm-hmm. That, that, he, that that person really is acting in an evil direction. But I, I don't have a problem with saying, Lord, that this, all of this seems totally opposed to your own desires for human flourishing and justice. And so I'm asking you, somehow in your providence, enable us to get rid of that person from office, or, Lord, Bring about a change of heart Amen. in that person. So I don't have any problem, for example, mm. saying, Lord, change the minds of the rulers about abortion. I mean, I, I mean, can I bring up Joe Biden here? Brand new president, just inaugurated yesterday, as you and I have this conversation, is a devout Catholic in terms of going to Mass regularly. But 
totally flouts the teaching of his church about abortion. Wants to say, well, you know, I'm personally opposed, but, you know, I, I can't impose my religion right. on the populace. I check that at the door. You know, it's not about imposing Catholicism or any other religious view on the populace. It's about saying to the people, human beings in the womb are still human beings and still deserving of protection. We believe in protecting innocent human life. You don't have to be a Catholic or a Christian or even a theist. If you believe that human life, innocent human life, deserves protection, you can logically be anti-abortion. Okay, well, let's, let's not mention Joe. He's have, having okay. a honeymoon right now. But right. Would, would we pray against someone uh, who has that position, whether they're new to the office or not? And, and furthermore, my brother, I know you're a theologian and we think about things, but have you ever prayed that kind of prayer for uh, someone in office? I have. I have prayed that, that the Lord would in his providence remove certain people from office and have certainly prayed, even very recently, that he would bring about change of mind about about important issues where there seems to be a, a very clear um, will of God. And, and I mean, abortion is one of the issues, but not the only issue. And so, yes, I, I, why would we not? Why would we not ask God to bring about what's just and right? As we understand it. As we understand it. And, and I mean, I, I only feel comfortable asking that sort of thing if I think God's revealed will is, is just mm-hmm. very, very clear. I don't, I don't have a word from God about the lockdowns. But I, I, I think it's clear that, that God values interaction among human beings in the direction of what is true and good and beautiful. And, and God, God desires a context in which people sharpen one another by their interaction. The Proverbs talk about that. So it seems clear that God desires a context in which there's freedom of speech for people to say, but here's, Here's a problem with your point of view, and let's talk about this. Mm-hmm. And, and right now, we don't seem to have much of that. So when we pray for government, um, and God desires all to be saved, not only them to be saved, but when they are um, saved or when they are wise, it creates an environment, a social order that is good for the gospel. We have freedom and in the past, Canadians have used that freedom for uh, missionary work. We're free to support missions, and our, our government has encouraged that. If that's clamped down, if there's um, some, if they lose that wisdom that has been the foundation of our country, then we will cease to have that kind of an influence. So let's pray for our government. Indeed. Uh, name them by name, our city councillors, our mayors. Uh, perhaps one of the problems that we have is our own making. We haven't prayed the way we ought. So we're out of time. Stan, it's been great chatting and thinking about this. I'm Bob McGregor. And I'm Stan Fowler. Thanks for thinking about this with us. You keep on thinking too.